Everything I spit rare, we sound in that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time we spit. We're in, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. 50 years of hip hop. I don't know the exact day that they're claiming, but apparently there's been 50 years of hip hop. Bro, just minus, it... minus 50 from the day. It's, it's not that deep. <laughs> is it? Is that how it is? All right, cool. Fair enough. Point being, it all started off with Rapper's Delight, apparently. Hip, ha, a hip, a hip, a hip. Mm, rubbish bars there, but it got us somewhere. <laughs> I'm just back We're starting like that. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. This is who We're I am now. I'm just on some hater again. vibes. Jeez. Oh, well, man, yeah, that's apparently like that. where it started. If you want to go all the way back, apparently it started with, you know, James Brown, the classical music and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, what are we saying? 50 years of hip hop. How are we feeling about that? Well, I, f- I feel like it actually starts with that James Brown drum beat, really and truly, because that's what hip hop is based around. That boom bap, kick and snare. Yeah. No, uh, itself. <laughs> I don't no, 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 no. I, 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 no, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's fifty years, something to be celebrated. Obviously, you have got the other genres that have lasted the uh, longer time, but hip hop, like putting itself on the map and actually getting out there. It's interesting how people have taken it, taken to it. Some people are like, oh, what's this? And then it's grown throughout the years, and it's amazing to see its pull and influence to the rappers that we see today and like the influence it has on the younger generation now uh, that that's the thing you've got the old heads and you've got the younger generation and it's gone throughout um a generation which is nice to see no definitely i think to to save ourselves embarrassment because we haven't got our resident historian in the place we'll just say it started a long time ago but we're going to start talking from the 90s where, where it's relevant to us you know <laughs> Like we'll talk about a little bit, you know. We got we got the NWA and all that, you know. Okay, yeah, cool. If you don't know about that, don't worry. The nineties. Talk to me about the nineties, guys, because I feel like that's where most of us started really getting into hip hop is with nineties rap. I know that well, man. Yeah. I feel like we're we're jumping a bit though. We could talk a bit about the eighties. We There's a bit. you can go on then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like I feel like nineties raps are only only the. Nineties rap is only the way it is because of Big Daddy Kane and Keras One and Rakim. What they did at the end of the eighties, especially and Chuck D as well in Public Enemy. Them four definitely shaped the whole. Like, I want to say like lyrical, internal rhymes, all of that kind of political rap as well. That's all what nineties either followed up and developed or like revolted against and did the exact opposite so like in the 90s you get super lyrical people like Nas is like Rakim but you also get crazy rappers you wouldn't have heard in the 80s like ODB who's like talking getting high and just talking about madness on the microphone they're two of my highlights from the start of the 90s Okay, so this man lied. He said, oh, no, we Listen, go further I can't even talk about the 80s. <laughs> I ended on the 90s. <laughs> yeah, see, as you, as you I, can hear, Kieran's the thing. Mike in the I back can't talk from the right? 80s. Obviously, the 80s, and even if you're going further back, but I'm not going to do a Sean. This is where Sean needs to be on because he is the proper historian. He would have got it all the way back from 1973. I, I can't do that. I'm going to do me. And, like, yeah, the 80s. Um, obviously influential. You got Slick Rick in there as well. Don't forget his albums. Oh, yeah. That he's a, he, he's 
obviously influential, um, obviously public enemy for me. That you you can just see the influence that it has on the nineties, uh, and it and it is some it is something. But yeah, realistically, if I'm starting on the nineties, obviously it starts with the likes of your Nazis, your Tupacs, your Biggies, your uh, Big L's, your Big Puns, all that sort of yeah, sort of super lyrical, political, grimy sort of, oh, don't forget to mention Wu-Tang, Snoop Dogg. I mean, the list is endless. You could even then touch on to Ice Cube, um, Dr. Dre, because that, again, feeds into the, from the 80s going into the 90s, because then NWA, when they came out, like, what's all this gangster rap? Hey, what about Native Tongues as well? Native what? Tongues. Tribe Called Native- Quest. Oh you know, yeah, the conscious of course, rap. man. God, and you can't then forget even, about that conscious. No, you rap can't. Way. You can't forget about that. As you, you can even talk about De La Soul as well. There's loads you could talk about like that had such a massive influence. Because I know Sean will be saying you can't say a tribe called Quest without De La Soul because they had such a influence on um, people like a tribe called Quest to even be who they are and be as big as they are. So it, it, you have to really talk about the foundations. But I'm probably just talking about like the influences and what I can relate to does start from the 90s and then it goes on and then we can chat on about that but i'm not going to be this guy and try and say that i know all about the 80s and 70s sorry that's just not me i'm keeping it up but i know about 90s rap because obviously when i was growing up people are telling me to listen to it and all that kind of stuff but my my best kind of opinions are, are from you know like say 2007 2008 onwards you know the the new school the current goats but 90s rap is is so so influential and even like in some parts so timeless like you know no one's mentioned mob deep yet i think they've got one of the best mm. songs ever with shook ones part two obviously tupac biggie you know I'm, I'm only naming big big names here but realistically it's one of those ones where without those people i don't think the genre would have ever got to where it's got to they they took it like worldwide you know tupac is everywhere like literally i feel like every time i'm walking around i'll see someone in a tupac top which is a bit weird but it's like the man's been dead for 20 plus years and people are still banging out his music like it came out yesterday. So I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the 90s is, is really where hip hop started coming into the mainstream. And then obviously that's where we started seeing people like Suge Knight come up, Jay-Z coming up, P Diddy coming up. And, you know, it went from this kind of weird little obscure genre to a big deal. Oh, 100%. No, you can sure. even say the same about Biggie. When they started getting themselves into Hollywood, started getting themselves into movies, because, look, if you look at Tupac, Tupac did, uh, was on the, um, is it Bring the Pain movie? And then Biggie was getting into movies as well. They were, they were taking hip-hop into a new level where it was just... Um, and the thing is, it actually stems again from the fact that N.W.A., um, when they first came out and there was a lot, there was a big influence throughout America because it wasn't just the black culture that was listening to it. It was actually, it was actually um, all Americans thinking, oh, what's, what, what's this rap? Oh, it sounds, it sounds exciting. Even, and then obviously you've got some people thinking, oh, what are they talking about? They're talking about police and gun violence and all this, they'll do this and that. But there was a real sort of wave within the younger generation. And then that sort of transcended into the nineties. And then when, when you got the likes of, Tupac who take it to a new level where he takes it onto a bigger stage and it's just then it was just it was worldwide and like you said his it's amazing when you think of it that Tupac and Biggie they're both sadly passed in the 90s but they look how relevant they still are to this day that like you was asked anyone and there's you just see them everywhere still to this day and they still have such a lasting um relevance that people know about him it shows how how much of an influence they had on this genre and where they put it i mean even people who don't even listen to hip-hop will tell you who tupac is 
that would have heard the name Tupac or would have heard the name the Notorious B.I.G. And it's it's wild because Biggie only had two albums when you think of it. And even Tupac, like, what is it, five? Like, I know it's not the grand scale, like, when you talk about the likes of Nas and Hove, how many albums they have, but you look at Biggie and Tupac. Look, Biggie only had two albums, Tupac, five, and look how massive but they are like, as a result of it. I know we're flipping this, the dates, but it's like the XSX Temptation. He only had, like, two or three projects. I think even two. Mm. But, like, he he blew massive. Yeah. And he, like, reached such a crazy level. It, that, and then Pop Smoke as well. It's like a... I'm, I just see parallels between that. It's an interesting time we're in. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I was saying, the 90s is a, a fantastic time and, you know, it influenced the future. But if we get into more relevant times for us, you know, the early 2000s and the artists coming through then, some of those artists are still on top now or, you know, still... I don't know about that, in man. Some ways, no. Eminem's mm, dropped no. off. Jay Z, you know what we said in the last episode about him. I, I wouldn't say Eminem's dropped off. I'd say you know we've done a Discord discussion on him and we've we've kind of respected who he is. I think Eminem exists for a reason, but I don't think that the popular kind of consensus would deal with a rapper like Eminem now. Like we we were talking earlier in the group chat about getting cancelled and all this kind of stuff. I think. Eminem's very lucky that he's not being cancelled, but yeah. I'm sure if, if you, you go back if and you, listen yeah, to yeah, it all, definitely. he should have, in this day and age, mm. he would never be able oh. to exist because he's just too controversial. Exactly. When he was when he was massive through that, that time of uh, 1999 to 2003, where he was literally untouchable before Encore dropped, he couldn't. you couldn't release that now. He would get cancelled straight away. You must be joking. Some of the stuff he was talking about, you, you only need to listen to the song Kim. That wouldn't be allowed on the surface. He'd make a song like Kim. You, you'd never hear of Eminem again. For real. Uh, and like i'm not even trying to get controversial but like yay didn't even do anything as bad as that kim track that Eminem. oh that kim track is awful it's like, <laughs> it's like it's, it's and we were bumping awful. it as well let's be real yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i, I mean. really like that really, song you can't but... release stuff like that now in this day and age you cannot release stuff like that he would get straight cancelled you wouldn't even hear of Eminem anymore it's it's wild when you listen back to that but yeah everybody was just loving it and he's cut the stuff he's saying is just no I'm gonna say Couldn't something say though. I know, I know, we grew up on this 2000s stuff, and it was really good. But I feel like it hasn't aged that well. That, that would you say that? Would you say that for DMX though? Because I still think DMX's stuff, man, where he Listen, was on, he was compared on the to the well. 90s though. There's a there's a massive amount of 90s music that still sounds good to this day. But like, oh, 90s sounds timeless. I can't. I can't yeah, lie. 2000s you, you, doesn't have yeah. like, you know what I mean. You put ready to die on. That is, that is that will stand the test of time. That still sounds incredible Boom to Bap. this day. Boom Bap has organic elements in it because it's all sampled music and not many of it, not much of it is computer, you know, made. In the two thousands, a lot more people had synthesizers and mm. sounds were becoming a lot more electronic, and people were still finding their feet. But even if you listen to pop music from back then, you wouldn't want to hear that now. So it's like the, the crossover that. from analog music to digital is what happened to hip hop. And unfortunately for hip hop, it was the popular sound. But saying that, I still think elements from that time have stayed and really influenced the rest of culture. You know, the BPMs, going double time on things, as well as, you know, certain drum patterns. I think hip hop has really changed the way drums are, are viewed, you know. People mm. used to really think, oh, if you're going to have a drummer, you need someone to be playing in a drum kit. And if you listen to a lot of rap beats, they're like near impossible to play on a drum kit because it's mm. like 
you can't hit that many things. You only have four limbs to hit things with, and basically two of those are for you know symbols and toms and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I know, I know you're saying that they're they're, they're uh, not timeless sounding, but I think elements of it was just you know in, in that transitional stage, especially in the early two thousands, we had some terrible, terrible things going on sound wise, but it's worked out if you know what I mean. I hear that actually. Yeah, because I still th- think there'll be some out of us. Because how do you feel about Get Rich or Die Trying? Would you could you not listen to that now? Definitely. Would you say that? And I just thought about how like Autotune got birthed in the two thousands as well, and that's oh, just yeah, like that was, that was two thousand domination five, six, now, though, isn't it? it? That just dominated. Yeah, didn't it? and it, it's like, like this is, this is what out. rap is now, really and truly. Like everyone's autotuning on every vocal. Well, the way, the way so many people claimed that autotune was dead, you know, obviously Jay-Z had that big track about, you know, the death of autotune, but realistically, you cannot stop what the people want. You know, popular artists use autotune all the time to get their singing right, and rappers are now using it as a, you know, it's an effect, and it, it's this whole artistry is built off the back of this singing into autotune, which is a very specific art form. Like, if you were to be a great singer and sing into autotune, you're not, it's not going to do much because you're going to be singing fantastically. Mm-hmm. You actually have to sing off key on purpose for it to sound right and you know sometimes you hear it and rappers do it it's not tuned right or they're not singing right but other artists who got it perfect is like little wayne had that whole rap singing perfectness down obviously it all came from kanye west doing 808s and heartbreaks but realistically all these experimental moments have influenced popular culture like I, i don't know how you guys feel but i don't know if there's been a more influential genre other than dance music, you know, in our lifetime, really. But I find dance music's not as innovative as hip-hop. I feel like dance music pervades culture, but is it actually, like, changing culture? Dance music is one of those ones where I feel like you end up with a lot of new things to do with sound. So a lot of kind of sound manipulation, sampling, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff comes from DJing, all this beat-matching stuff, all this kind of stuff that we're looking at and go, oh, that seems amazing. You know, I all this that. stuff to tweak vocals and all that. And, and all that that comes from dance music. Because if you think about dance music, they're always pitching vocals up, pitching vocals down, changing drums, playing around with synthesizers. So I feel like that genre is really good for the producer side of things. But as for the artistry, yeah, you're right. Hip-hop is very, very influential. Like, you know, Dua Lipa, she raps quite a lot. And it, people don't think of it as rap. She's just singing a bit faster or talking a bit faster. But it, it's a very rappy style. Oh, 100%. It's like how people have gone on to melodic rap. Remember that wasn't even a, a thing before, and yet, but you find so many more people do it now. It's like even when on Doja Cat's new single, when she starts like rapping, like everyone starts to rap rap now. Look how influential mm. that is, because that's tapped into all your R and B artists that have to then go into like the hip hop world. They're all well influenced by it, and even like I tell you how influential it is. It's so influential you get even some like rock bands thinking, oh, I need to team up with a hip hop band." Like two like sort of genres that are quite. Uh, they, they match in ways, but they're quite different as well. But even they're being influenced by that sort of culture, wanting to like get in with it. And just remember, like Blink One Eight Two and Travis Barker being like like well in verse, and him being well renowned within the hip hop verse because he, he loved it. And Lincoln Park and um, Lincoln Park mm. fusing with Jay Z, and then even um, oh, why have I forgot his name now? The, um, the guy from Lincoln Park, not Chester, is the other person who had his Fort Minor, and he had his own different hip hop sort of element as well as Lincoln Park because they were all influenced by that culture. It's amazing really when you think about it. I feel like you're saying you're giving like wholesome examples, but I feel like there's like a dark side to it as well where like 
especially like i'm not even trying to call people out too hard but like white female pop artists they like jump on a hip-hop wave when they're coming out just to get on the train <laughs> get some fans and then they just abandon it afterwards I, i'm gonna look at miley cyrus listen i'm looking at you lana del rey yeah. madonna let me think of a few yeah. more Do wait, 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 one wait, of them wait, when sure. was lana del rey on the rap stuff she was yeah. on her rap from, stuff. from the moment she jumped her first album has hip-hop and like kanye west-esque stuff on it and okay. we don't get that anymore I know it had skits almost in the samples that she put in there, but listen I, to I Born to Die album. There's hip hop beats throughout, mm. and she's spitting, Actually, she she true. raps on her money tracks. of the anthem. Money is the anthem. That's yeah. I don't know what that song's called, but that one. That's but this is like song. a thing where it's not like appreciation of hip hop. I feel like it, it is a lot of appropriation, really and truly. So there's a dark side to that as well. Yeah, but I think I think the genre is experimental, and obviously, again, if our if our resident historian was here, he would say, you know, oh, rap is very closely related to punk music, and risky as someone who's never really, <laughs> as someone who's never really listened to punk music, I get what the vibes are, so I guess the vibes are the same. But yeah, I think I think hip hop is is one of the one of the few genres that's evolved, and the evolution has been you know up until recent days been mm. getting better and better. I know that the first era of hip hop is described as the golden age, but I think it's actually starting again, and we're kind of <laughs> we're in the stone age, and we're going to get back to the to the mm. gold age again. No, but Sam, what you're saying, I always thought this as well. I always feel like, even though I love old hip hop, especially like nineties and stuff, I do think like genuinely hip hop does get better with time because people get better tools to produce music. People get more inventive with how they can sample. It's not just using like reusing the same old tricks. You're getting like hundreds of tricks to use now and this day like you could literally make the best hip-hop song ever if you like have everything you need in that room with you yeah i mean i saw an article recently about jpeg mafia and how for i think it was something like 15 years he was not getting any love but if you look at him now where he's perfected his craft he's i wouldn't say he's at the top of the game but you know for you lot he's you know he's up there for album of the year potentially so i'm wondering for you lot how are we feeling about the current state of hip-hop? Because I know we're trying to do like a, a historical thing, but realistically, we, we're trying to talk about, you know, now into the future. How do we feel about hip-hop now? Like where I feel we like ended it's in up. a good place. Yeah. It's an interesting time. I'll tell you that right now. Cause, uh, it's a positive thing yeah. that it's, it's it's basically pop music. I think that's that's a good place to be. Yeah, it's mm. true. Because literally all, all these... It's funny, yeah, it really is pop music because there's all these sort of new wave rappers and they're hella popular. Like when I'm looking, looking, and if you look at like their how many listeners they're getting on Spotify, they're getting hella listeners. You know, like mm. I was, I looked at Gunner. Like I don't mind Gunner. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but um, fuck you mean is just that that's a that's a banger of a tune. Uh, but you know how many monthly um like, 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 listeners he's getting? I didn't realize how many he's getting. He's got thirty two million. I'm like, what? I, I was so shocked. Mm. I couldn't believe it. But it's the playlist. You've got to bear in mind like that. Fuck you mean track is probably on like hundreds. Oh, of it's, oh, it's disgusting. It's yeah. And it's disgusting. Yeah. It's all, it's all over the place, but it just surprises me just because back again, back in our time, early two thousands, obviously it was popular, but I, you, how I'm trying to think of the right comparison with Gunner. Obviously you had your like top hitters, but Maybe like I don't Fabulous know, I just, or, or yeah, even, yeah, 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 No, yeah. Gunner's less than Fabulous. That's what, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't see Gunner in that sort of like level. I'm trying to think. Nah, nah, I can't say he's Lucas. not Ludacris was quite, but a, a Ludacris was better than. Uh, 
I don't Ludacris know. It's a hard albums. Like yeah, Lu- Gunner's, Gunner's has, lower yeah. tier. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not exactly. even gonna lie. Gunner's low tier rapper. But that's what I, I mean. The problem but right like, now is it's a songs environment, isn't it? It's all about yeah. the songs. It's not about the the artists themselves. So yeah, Gunner's got a hit right now, but then someone else will have a hit next month. Or yeah, you know I mean, it's it's a very kind of like it's a shallow environment. But it's just it's always hip hop music that's like breaking through, and that's what's being played the most. Mm. It's that formula that Fifty Cent and Drake did and capitalized on, though, right? It was always like, what's their next hit going to be? And they just dominate. And if you're not dropping a hit every year or every like two months or so, you're just going to get forgotten about. Mm. And, it's so, and it's so good that you mentioned 50 because I have to talk about that time of how big this guy actually was. When Get Rich or Die Trying came on, literally, it wasn't just hip hop heads. He was being played by everyone. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I remember when I was younger and then I've got my uh, I've got my dad who wasn't even into hip hop just singing along to 50 Cent. That's how, that's how flipping influential... Um, it's got you got all random randomers um singing um singing fifty cent songs and it was a, a sheer fact that he was on mainstream news and everyone saying fifty so hot is he gonna be the dollar man now because that's how big he was you forget how big he was and he was he was just dropping hit after hit after hit because when it got into the um I'm right by saying his second album's the massacre isn't it. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. could be yeah 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 yeah. and then obviously the likes of pimp candy shop oh my goodness me even uh just everyone just banger galore. knew that was, song yeah yeah exactly it, PIMP it was one like of the a, biggest songs yeah. ever like everybody was everybody was like rapping along to that it was just unbelievable but talk, talking about that if you look at the the high well not the highest grossing film of the year but one of the highest grossing films of this year the barbie film the title song is Nicki minaj and i spice which yeah. is another rap song which uh, for for the life of me, I can't tell you why I like it, but it's just infectious. It I feel is. like hip hop is getting to that stage now where it's like it's just becoming infectious. Like fifty oh, fifty cent, that just that one bar of "Go Shorty, it's your birthday" or "I'm a PIMP." All this stuff that people don't really relate to, or, or kind of do because everyone has a birthday. That's what hip hop is always tapping into. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just it's kind of just like stuck in this weird zone now. Where it's like. Fuck you mean, I guarantee you most people do not know the worst that song, yeah? But they know the, the sample, and the sample <laughs> is banging. Do you know what I mean? That gets in your head. Same with, with any song Central C does. He says something crazy and wild, people clip that up, <laughs> and then and then they're in. And I, I, oh, I don't know if, I, if I'm a fan of that. Though. The ad libs, all right. Yeah, that ad libs actually hard. I can't even lie. But like now, Sam said a point though. I don't know if I actually like that state of hip hop where it kind. Of, I think it started in the late nineties when the flossy rap started coming out with Bad Boy. But it's just like perpetuated over the past twenty years or so, and it's just gotten like sometimes it's embarrassing, isn't it? It's just like why is this song big? Why is this artist so big? When like for, I'll just say Lupe, like he's dropping such good hip hop, but it's not. It's not big. Yeah, no, I, I I hear that completely because you get these underground artists that are like putting in the like hard work, putting in time and craft to their um, artistry. Because you can even probably Chuck Killer Mike or even Black, well, Black Thought obviously has been rapping for years, but they're producing unbelievable work. But they're not as big. It's just someone can just go on the mine and go "fuck you mean," and you don't even know what they're saying. But it's it's a hit. It's an absolute hit. <laughs> it really is, though. It's like it's even like Jack Harlow with that flipping Fergie sample, and oh. everyone was banging that. That's what I mean. It's that that's the state. I don't enjoy it. It's like you can just jump on the track. You're not even saying a lot, but because it's got a good sample, it's got a catchy hook. Oh, he's got a couple of little flowy bars there. It's massive, absolutely massive. Everybody loves it. Whereas you get like people just putting in their grind, like. Killer Mike has always been putting in their grind and they just don't get the flowers that they deserve. 
not at all. Like they they, they go it's, it's unnoticed. Hard. It's hard out there as well because realistically, to get to the top of the rap game, you have to become a pop act. And as much as we you know shit on Drake and say what we say about Drake, he is the biggest rapper out right now. Mm, no one's bigger than him. And he's a good and pop artist as well. Yeah, well, he, he, he that last album, the one the one that had all the issues that we had with the dance music, that oh god, I'm fucking battling a moth here. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that one with all the dance music was fucking terrible. But people still listen to it. There was still a banger. And he's still Everywhere. technically, oh, was, in, in our yeah. books, a rapper. So it's like, what can we do? And seeing him link up with Central C just confirmed where I feel like the game is at. It's all about like tongue-in-cheek, like silly things going on. And I don't know if it's if it's about ability anymore. I think it's just about like hacking the algorithm. That's all it is now. It is. And think about that mm. Travis track, uh, K-pop. That's just an algorithmic track. He's got Bad Bunny on it, Weekend. They're not yeah, even doing that look much. Yeah, because how it's, big it's Bad Bunny is. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it's made for. It's true it's because it's not... Music. And that's what... And, and people aren't deep in albums anymore. That's why I don't think, like, even if you transcend this into the UK scene as well, it's why you don't... Um, like, see, like, I'd love to get a Kano album, but that wouldn't blow up. Like, Hoodies All Summer should have blown up. Yes, it was popular, but it's not like the likes mm. of what... Cent- look how big Central Sea is as a re- result, or look how big... Um, oh, why is it- or Stormzy, for example. Why, why is Stormzy so big? Stormzy has not produced an album like Hoodies All sum- Summer, but because he understands the algorithm and what he needs to do, because he switched it up. Obviously, he came out, and he was, like, all aggressive as... Yeah, so as aggressive, probably wrong word because people would take that the wrong uh, wrong way. But basically, came into the culture has every sort of everybody did, and then he changed up the frequency and made that sort of quote unquote gospel album. Did a little bit of singing, blew up, and then everybody was all over him. And then yet someone like Kano, who has dropped an unbelievable project of hoodies all summer, will not get the same flowers as what Stormzy gets. And Stormzy mm-hmm. is massive now, like as a result of it. Like Stormzy can do no wrong when you think of it. Well, Especially technically, with the new Kano stuff, is, a, is, a bigger, is a bigger celebrity because of Top Boy. People yes, know Kano exactly. as an actor Precisely. more than they know him as a rapper. And it's like, he's a yeah. phenomenal rapper, but he's also a very good actor. And I think he's in that same boat as like a ludicrous, where people might know him more as an actor in the future than they do yeah. as a rapper. And if they hear him rapping, oh, he's quite good. Like, Yeah, he dropped some banging projects, but he just was never getting the love he needed because he didn't want to like sell out. Like, If you think about Ludacris, Ludacris was one of those weird, weird characters in the rap scene who never really tried to fit in. He just did his own thing. And I think Kano's in that same boat where he's he's highly skilled and he's also highly artistic. So I don't I don't really know if Kano will ever get the love he deserves in the mainstream, but definitely people will see him rapping at some point in the near future, maybe on a talk show or whatever. They'll be like, oh, I didn't know he could rap. And it's like, yeah, he's had albums. He's got absolute classics, you know? So... It's, it's tough. It's tough to see someone who technically in the eyes of the UK is, you know, under 10 years into their career. I mean, as in, you know, the popular realm, like Stormzy being on top. But I don't know if any of the rappers in this country before then have the ability to kind of handle that type of fame or, you know, kind of expand on that level of fame because they're, they're mentally not thinking in that way. They're kind of thinking about the next check or the next mic or the, you know what I mean? Like, well, if you got to listen to, to their be... lyrics though. Like they're always rapping about London streets most of the time. They're not mm. rapping about like global topics. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not They're not taking their, their view exactly up and away from that. Like Chip is probably one of the most skilled rapper, rappers in the country, but for the life of him, he can't put together a good project. 
because he just refuses. <laughs> he just refuses to to like play that game of like building a concept, all that kind of stuff, which is uh, where a lot of UK artists are stuck. You know, at the moment, to, to, to point someone to a good UK rap album, the, the best thing I could do is point to Get's most recent project or oh, the first couple of Jay Husses. And, that, and that's really yeah, yeah. it. You know, whereas in the US, there's countless projects. Projects come out every year that you can point people to. Every month, arguably. Exactly. Mm. But in the UK, I don't know. There's a lot of great, like, underground artists, but they're never going to make it to the mainstream because they're, you know, speaking to a subset of a subset. And as much as we like to think we've been globalized, we haven't because the accent still throws them off and all that kind of stuff. Hold on, though. Hold on. Shout out to Little Sims. I feel like she's not got oh, flowers. Yeah. We need to she, yeah, oh no, yeah. She's, no, she, she's getting she's getting herself hurt hundred percent. When it, uh, Simbi album's incredible, and that 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 mm. that's reached over over across the pond. Let they're hearing that now. Like she's getting a she's starting she's definitely getting her flowers because that's something that's just yeah. She, yeah. She's an example of an artist who's doing fantastic things and is is getting I think the accolade she deserves, but not again not to the right level. Oh, she should be at Grammys. She needs yeah. to be in the Grammys. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You can't produce an album like Simbi, a Simbi and not, not be like up there because there was people over in the States recognising how incredible of an album it was and that it needed to be like spoken about more. But hopefully she gets there. She needs it, really. Yeah. I, I, I feel like she needs to be heard because, yeah. Well, speaking to the future of the game, you know, how's things going to be in the future? I, I want to see more people like Little Sims be on top. People that have a concept or yeah. can tell a story and go through that process. Like we've got Kendrick Lamar running the game right now. He's dropped, you know, four very, very high concept albums. You know, the most recent one being probably his most artistic piece of work yet. That realistically, as much as I would try to claim I understand it, I still don't. I, I like it. I feel what he's saying, but I don't I think there's still like a message in there that I haven't quite got to yet. And this is, you know, without me going and watching the YouTube breakdowns and reading the, the reviews and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I hope that, you know, hip hop kind of takes that step out of the, the limelight and it allows for like the craft to be more valued as that kind of, you know, poppy, just a hook kind of rap is taking over at the moment. I hope that kind of dies down a bit. Yeah, no, I kind of agree as well. I just want artists to be like a bit less pastiche, like... I feel like a lot of people just copy each other, just mimic styles. People just want to make a track like how Drake did or get a Drake feature or jump on a Drake track. It's, that's just basically the state of hip-hop at the moment. And I feel like, yeah, certain artists, they might start to fade away. But the shame the shame is that we lost young, like, fledging artists that could have mm. shaped what hip-hop is going to become. And I feel like we haven't mentioned that, but, like, I just mentioned a little bit, like, Pop Smoke and xxx passed away and like, i feel like they definitely would have been leaders of this new generation like i was even trying to think like what who's going to be the artist of this decade because we've mentioned like the best artists of all the past decades but who is it this decade i feel like nas is probably the best rapper so far but it's gonna that be someone like weird. a, a little yeah. baby yeah, or something sounds, it's gonna be one of the little rappers i don't yeah. little baby is not that good though he's he's had got good verse maybe 21 savage but i don't tw he, even yeah. he like i'm not sure 21 the levels savage, aren't there, man. I, I i say a lot of good things about 21 savage but if we break it down he's not that good he just yeah. says things that no, i find absolutely yet. hilarious every verse is the same basically at this point yeah yeah, but he, he raps in quotables that I'm not too mad at. Like in his mm. most recent song with Young Nudie, he's just got this one bit. He's like, we got to be sneaky. Like, oh, I like <laughs> it. I don't know why I like it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know who 
the current person is, but it definitely for me would have been Pot Smoke. Exactly. Could have been oh, hundred percent. He would have been range. Yeah, hundred percent. Both of them would have. Well, yeah, presence. No, because it no, um, just the same. Because Pot Smoke, if he was still alive, um, it, uh, he had the presence, the voice, and just like just to take the game to a new level. Because I don't see anyone who's going to pick up the torch and take it into a new light. You know, like how because it's so funny because we go through different um, trends within hip hop, and then when when there was an air, um, when there was like an era of like when it was sort of to die out. So so obviously you had your two packs, your biggies, but then. Nas and Jay Z picked up the torch, and then they took it on, mm. and then it started to die down, uh, down again. But then Lil Wayne and Kanye sort of shaped the game and changed mm. it again. And then you got to the tens and elevens, and you're thinking, "Where's hip hop's going to come?" But that's actually when Cole, Drake, Kendrick came, mm. and yet we're now at this stage again where it's like they're doing their own thing, Drake's doing his own thing, Kendrick comes out when he wants to. Cole was talking about retirement. Who's going to be that next person who's going to take it? And for the life of me, I can't see who that's going to be. I don't know who. I, have no I don't idea. know who is at that sort of level that is going to be like I'm taking over and I'm taking it to the, that next um, next stage because I can't see it. Because when they when they dropped, you could te- you could tell it was something special. Never forget like 2011 when it was around that time. You could tell Drake was going to be special. You could tell Cole was going to be special. You could tell Kendrick was going to be special. And you could say the same for all those artists I mentioned before. They had something about them. I cannot say that for all these. Same artist, little yachty, little baby, little who. I'm sorry, I don't even mean to be disrespectful, but they're all the same. No one's like sort of being their own unique self and taking themselves away from it and taking the game by storm and change it in their own path. I can't see it. I would be amiss as well, not to mention your boy, Mac Miller. I oh, think man, for me, man. he Jeez was the Louise. most oh, unproblematic God. white rapper I've ever seen. He oh. never got on my nerves. to his peers as well. He never, ever got on my nerves. Every time he dropped a project, I was like, this is amazing. And it never kind of grated me that, that he was white. I know it sounds really kind of like I'm being exclusionary, but we have to admit, white rappers always have this kind of weird space they occupy. Mm, and they never tend to make a space for themselves. So like if a Mac Miller was still around and a pop smoke and X, I feel like we would actually be in a very kind of like amazing place right now where high concept things would be made. But at the moment, all we've got left is like a whole bunch of older rappers still finishing out their careers and finishing them out strong. And I think realistically what could happen in the next couple of years is all the greats that dropped off Andre 3000 and all those older people, as they get closer to the, the end of their you know, rap and tour-ish ability years, they're going to start dropping projects. And those projects mm. are going to be some of the craziest things you've ever heard. Think so about the some, features you hear from these people. What you're saying, though, it, it makes me think, like, you know when, like, Jay-Z dropped 444 and we're like, wow, an artist that old's dropped an album this good. And then, like, what Nas is doing at this age as well. I'm thinking, like, what about when, like, Kendrick and Cole and Drake are that age? It's going to become more common to have these older rappers like mm. pervading through and maybe reaching more pop levels as well. I think Cole Cole won't last that long. Cole doesn't ever strike me as the artist who wants a long career. I think he's like, I've said enough, I've had enough, I've mm. got enough, mm. I'm out. Kendrick is always battling against himself, if that makes sense. He's never really in yeah. the same arena of anyone else. And as for Drake, I think Drake is on a weird treadmill where he's like, he has to drop music or else he's not fulfilled. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But I, th- I think 100%. I think as well, to, to kind of carry on with what I was saying about people that had died, some of the people actually are still around and are definitely going to take over and take rap in a new direction. It's people like Tyler, the creator. 
and oh, yeah. Oh, even so, though, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, no, he definitely him. will. Yeah, you have to put Tyler mm. in there. And even though people look down yeah. on him and say stuff about him, he's actually one of the most successful rappers alive. He's got oh, a clothing brand. He's got that festival. He's got his music. He's done film. He's doing everything he wants to do at a high, high level. And I think yeah. and he's, he's only getting him. better as well. He's getting better every single yeah. time. Every album drop is like leveling it's up. Like, it's every like Kanye, time. isn't it? It's just like so creative and inventing himself every, reinventing himself every time. The fashion, like you said, the films, it's just incredible. And the thing is, he has a sound. If you were to, to copy Tyler, the creator, everyone knows straight away, he's 100%. very unique, very original. So may, maybe actually he becomes the front runner and I people think, start I think yeah, to him. I, I, think, I think that's a very good point. But that's why, again, it leads on to your point again, that makes me sad about Matt Miller because he had his own sound. And the worst thing is he was getting better mm. as well. That's what he's always so sad about his death because he was becoming more artistic as he was coming along and to lose someone that soon, like he, could you imagine if he was still alive now, some of the music we probably would have got, cause he was just getting, he was getting into an artistic bag. He was, well, yeah, like circles finding, is such a hard oh, artistic album for rapper yeah. to make. Yeah. I think people, he was always creating his, his own though. genre. Yeah, people are coming yeah. more conscious now of taking care of artists. Like, apparently, there's been a lot of talk about Post Malone's not very well, and he's looking like oh, he's no. on a bit too much drugs. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think people are trying to take care, better care of rappers now, but it's hard. It, and artists in general, artists are fragile people. You know, at the best of times. Mm. You know, I heard this interesting quote from RZA recently because he was obviously a lot of people are talking about Hip Hop Fifty, and he was saying the Hip Hop Godfathers need to like come together and like set up a hip hop hall of fame and just actually start to give flowers to the community from the community as opposed to like having it from these i guess like white owned corporations really external things that are just big for no reason they've nothing to do with hip hop i think it's, a, it's an interesting point yeah but that 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 just comes down to to a whole bunch of politics and i think that's the problem with hip hop is the second you bring politics into hip hop it just becomes a whole different thing it becomes like yeah, I mean, this we've got a bunch of big egos in one room, and and no one's gonna be happy unless <laughs> they're on true top. As well. Like, cause if Rizzo's saying that, like, what's P Diddy gonna say? What's Jay Z gonna say? Do you know what I mean? These people. Are this, this is the problem, isn't it? Like, maniacs. I always find it funny when someone asks another rapper who their favorite rapper is, and they they actually name another rapper because any rapper that I can think of about who's the best rapper in the world, me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, it's like, like sports. You go and ask a USC fighter who's the best in the league, they're gonna say me. I'll knock anybody out. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones where. I think we're in a weird, weird place where there's a lot of like, there's there's no more like big characters in hip hop anymore. It's kind of like everybody's just copying everybody else. Like the, the big characters are still there. You've got Uzi and you've got, you know, Tyler technically, and then you still got your gangster rappers, but everybody's just derivative of themselves. No one's really mm. trying to break out the mold or be something different. And the second they do, they get called weird. You know what's a madness? I can't believe that my mic was unplugged this whole time and now I plugged it in. Your mic was clean, though. Yeah, I don't know. Was it? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, damn. Anyway, moving oh, on. Well. So if I sound a bit funky, that's why. Jesus. No, Sounded but... Um... The cleanest he's ever sounded in his life. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually clean, no, was... <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, quite loud right now, you know. I can't oh. <laughs> This man's talking about being loud. But, yeah, I don't hey, know. I don't oh, know. Oh, you guys, sorry. tell me what you think the future of hip-hop might be and, as well, you know, kind of... Try try to pick out some people over the next few years that might, you know, rise to the top or, you know, take over, take the sound in a new direction. 
I'm hoping the UK do something and take take over the game and get themselves more known because I tell you what, the younger generation, obviously in the states, they're they're relating more to the UK sound and the UK sound is the UK is being put on the map and artists like Little Sims, Dave, especially I, I focus on them too because obviously you have got the others like um, people like Heady One, people like um, Central hey, come C, J Huss, J Huss, yeah, yeah, no, no, J Huss will be there. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not forgetting my boy <laughs> J Huss. But um, yeah, they I hope they take it to a new level. I think J Huss especially is special. Obviously, the last project was a bit. It took a dip, but I, I, I have faith in him to come back and make that sound, make that sound, and make that wave because he's definitely something different. That's what that's what I love about with someone being different and creating a new path and a new new wave. And that's what I'm hoping really that the UK um, take over. But apart in, in terms of US, no, I, I don't know, man. I can't I can't see. I, I hope it's Tyler really. Ty, Tyler was a point that we mentioned before because I couldn't mm. see it if we're talking about all these like who is at the top like yeah. I don't know, man. Your your gunners, your little babies, your little Uzis, little Yachty. How many flipping littles do you need, man? I'm getting sick and tired of all that nonsense. But, <laughs> <laughs> just, but I, I, I just I need something different. So Tyler, come back and just take over the game, man. It's there for you to take and lead mm. the way. Mm. And this wave that Alchemist is really like catching. I feel like yeah. he's only just going to keep spreading that sound. Mm. Yeah, I think Joe. You know I think as well, people like Vince Staples need more space to to occupy because he's been dropping great albums back to back, but no one's mm. really hearing them or listening to him. But he's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a career rapper. I'm not out here to get on top of the game. You know, I know what I'm making music for, and I think there's definitely a market for that. The career rapper, as opposed to the person who's like. I want to be the best. I want to rule the game. It's like, I'm going to build a little fan base. I'm going to make great music. If you fuck with it, listen to it. He, he said it many times. But he's like, if you like it, listen to it. If you don't, then don't. Bye. See you on the next one. I'm like, wow. Like, that is a, that's a really mature stance to have, especially in a, a genre like rap and hip hop. And I'll tell you who we've not talked about as well, who might in the short term still be making headway because they've made they've made a lot of noise and um, people have really sort of listened to them. It's Griselda. They're just dropping. They're just dropping non-stop. I mean, Benny's coming out again. Benny's definitely the star. Benny's definitely the star. I don't think he still got the best project. If we're talking about the three of them, it's for me. It's it's uh, Conway with that project that we were talking about was just like amazing, so conscious. Westside with that um, something in Paris, whatever it was called. Pray Pray for Paris, Paris, whatever it's called. And then it's Benny as. As a quality level, Benny has the best overall quality, but he hasn't got a classic album yet for me. I think nah, the nah, other nah, two nah, to still fair, do. He doesn't, you know, when you think of it, he's not got a classic album yet. Conway, yeah, Conway and Westside do, but Benny hasn't. Westside's got a couple of classics, really and truly. Well, yeah, for, I think for Griselda to take over, I think more artists like Earl and I forget the other people that are always associated with him. Sean would kill me for not knowing this. But, you know, people that are actually still Billy Woods. Yeah. yeah. All those people Mm, need to come to the forefront. And I don't know if if we're in a place where people want to listen to that, unfortunately. This is that weird music. Yeah, like this is what we're saying. People will call it weird because it's atonal, it's arrhythmic. But I feel like, and like JPEG Matthew as well, I feel like they're very innovative. Like this is arguably the most experimental hip hop's ever sounded. Yeah, albums like Scaring the Hose are absolutely oh, like, it does what it says on the tin. It is a scary album. 
I, I'm so here for that though. I just love it because it's just different yeah. and it is. But you are so, um, you're right. You play that in front of like, I don't know, you just put a go into a party and put that on. People are thinking, what the hell is that noise? But you have to, mm. you have to like, oh, it sounds, sounds deep, but you have to open your ears to it because I, I, it's just, in, it's just incredible. And it's just a production for me. The production does sound like it's like, oh, what's that racket? But when you actually deep what JPEG is actually doing with the production, it is actually incredible. Love it. Love everything about mm. it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. experimental stuff is, is definitely getting into the mainstream, especially with the way that Travis is bringing back that Yeezus sound, you know, almost 10 years later. Mm. And, you know, I think it's getting a lot better reception than Yeezus did at its time. I remember That's when Yeezus so came out, yeah, yeah, I was saying Yeezus to everybody, I was like, forget about all the stuff you hate. Listen to the drums. The drums are going to be whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, he even fucking says it on the album. And then everyone's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. But you listen to the drums on Yeezus and that's a turning point for hip hop. And I feel like now with the way that Travis has built his album, the singing and the way it's kind of, you know, like one big flowing piece, like one whole track is technically a few tracks in one. I think we're going to get a lot more of that. Tracks that have multiple parts or multiple feelings in one Mm. contained song as opposed to in an album. It's weird though, because Travis kind of influenced that wave 10 years ago because it kind of started with Watch the Throne. And I'm sure Travis was influencing it to happen in that moment as well. And then it kind of dropped off because people couldn't do it as good as like Kendrick was doing. It might come back. I, li- well, I like that. Tyler one. does it on every album. As soon as you see a song yeah. with a slash in it, you know it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a great two part song. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe artists are going to have more freedom to create, but I think as well, it's, it's a difficult landscape to navigate at the moment. Like, you, you don't you've got really to have that to hit. Do. You've got to have that hit, like uh, I Spice has yeah, got. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I Spice, I'm from. sorry. I don't know why everyone hates her so much. I think she's banging. I think she's absolutely banging. And if you were to say her lyrics in a pop smoke voice, it it's the same shit Pop Smoke would be, would have been saying. When you said that to me, though, I started enjoying the music. I can't lie. I was like, oh, she's actually barring. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's like, she's like hundred bands in whatever. Still shaking ass in the deli. Like, I'm, I'm here for that. It, I don't, I don't do them things, but I don't do half of what the rappers say. So you know what I'm saying. I'm just vibing. Hmm. Closing remarks for anybody. Closing remarks. Anyone got any final monologues they want to get out of the way or anything? I like that hip hop's in a more accepting place. Like Kendrick rapping about the trans experience and stuff yeah. last year. I think that's, that's it's a good sign because I actually don't know if any genre would have the braveness to do that the way he did. True. It's true because people are opening up more as people are speaking more on mental health and um, mm. how they're being. They're not scared to do that because that would never would have happened 10, 15 years ago. Shout out Kid people, people, Yeah. People would have got slated or people would have got into like uh, dissing battles. Oh, you're like this and that. And it's good that um, people are showing a vulnerability within the music because you can you can see it, it's an art now. And, and it's good that it's accepted. Yeah, we definitely missed the trick there. We didn't even mention Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi is actually, I feel like, mm. the father of the current sound. You know, that talking about your I feelings so and all well. kinds. Of, yeah. But yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it's, it's really hard to sum up 50 years worth of amazing music in you know an hour's conversation but i think realistically we're entering another experimental period and i'd love to see what comes out the back of this and what new artists not just rappers but people that have a vision are going to come out of it i think yeah i think we're in a, a cool place and they won't be signed to a major label so they won't have to answer to any kind yeah, of yeah that's a agenda. big change actually. Yeah, that's massive the independent really. artists self-owned labels it's a big thing. Well, just get you get to hear a lot more different music because there's no one in a in a room like, oh no, this is the trending sound. This is what we got to do. It's like you know, fuck you. I'm releasing what I want to release, and and it blows up, and then you know everybody kind mm. of flocks to that sound. 
Hey, this is Sean, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Grey Area. Are you an upcoming artist, critic, journalist, or content creator? Hit us up on our Discord or in our YouTube comments if you want to share new music, take part in an interview, or are interested in collaborating. Links to these can be found in the show notes. Take care.